Welcome, everyone, to Burgess Power Hour tonight, today. If you're on the other side of the world, hello and welcome. Those of you who are on the call, I'm going to leave you on as far as uh, being able to hear you. So if you have any background noise, please hit star six or just mute your phone. Therefore, uh, we won't hear any of the background noise, but of course, if, when it's time to talk and interact, as you know, if you've heard any of these calls, uh, some of you are regulars, I hear, <laughs> which is awesome, uh, but if you've never joined us before or if you've never taken any of the uh, programs or workshops that, that we do uh, throughout the world, we, we're very interactive, so we love to uh, hear from you. And so if you want to speak or say something, um, go. You can, you can hit star six again, and that will unmute you. So I'm going to leave the lines open. Just be mindful of your background noise, please. So tonight, today, wow, today is all about give as you go and create a flow, how to create more abundance and wealth. So this is one of my favorite topics <laughs> to talk about. And to, because uh, I've been through a lot myself, and I know a lot of you have been through perhaps ups and downs throughout um, your life around how much abundance you have or how much money you have and creating a flow. So I just want to give you uh, the how this is going to work, because I'm going to give you some information. We're going to do a little bit of um, work on your own inner self and we'll come up with some ahas for yourself tonight. And uh, then uh, we'll wrap it up with a, an actual, uh, I'm going to give you an assignment if you choose to do so, and uh, hopefully that will put you in motion and focus on uh, things in your life that you want to create more of, which is the money and abundance. That's what we're talking about tonight, give as you go and create a flow. So that's kind of how it's going to go. So if you have... Um, things that come up during the call or you want to share, that's great. Just, again, hit star six and that will unmute you, okay? So what do I mean by give as you go and create a flow? Well, those of you who do know me and those of you who have heard this story before, uh, you know where I have been before. And for those of you who have never met me or have never heard the story, I'm going to give you like two minutes uh, basically, not long ago, I was bankrupt. I'd lost my businesses. I had lost my house. I was divorced. I had a two-and-a-half-year-old son, and I was a single mom uh, just trying to make ends meet. I was teaching, and I was doing all kinds of uh, acting and all all kinds of things to try to um, create my income-producing um life again because I had lost everything. So I was pretty pretty down and out. Um, and really all I had to my name was one car with one headlight with one door that didn't work. And I remember, like it was yesterday, crawling into the window sill, going into the window because my door didn't work. So I had to crawl into the door uh, through the window to drive to get in the car. So uh, it was not a fun time for me as far as that goes, although um, I'm going to share with you what has happened since then and how I jump-started myself into a trajectory that hasn't slowed down yet. Uh, there, are, you know, there are a few bumps that come up, like the uh, housing bubble and all of those things, but you know what? It's always a good time to create cash. It's always a good time to 
to create money and have money. Now, I don't mean create it in your in your um, you know garage or in your basement. Okay, um, that's a different. That's you know a little illegal these days. So, I'm talking about creating it from your from pure um, intention and due diligence. In other words, if you it's consistent action that really does help with getting yourself out of a rut, getting yourself into a groove again. Um, and here's how I did it. So what I did from that point, um, I now, of course, I have millions in assets, and I've been teaching all around the world, and I have, have worked with thousands of people around not just about money, of course, uh, and abundance, but with relationships and purpose and all of those things in life that make it worthwhile to live and uh, my motto is if I can help one person know that they're important and that they make a difference then I've I've done my job here so that is my why I keep doing these things okay so if you don't have a good why number one if you don't have a good why about why should I change the way I'm doing things or why would I want to do anything different than I'm doing then you're not going to change because people don't want to change. I mean, change is scary. And as people have written for decades about habits and about consistent action and how important that is and about having plans and all of these things that you can read about and you've probably taken a million uh, workshops about investments and how to do all of that with a mindset. But I'm going to give you a real concrete way to to do this because what I did is I had four buckets and now they weren't literal buckets because I've told this before and people go you really had buckets in your house no but I had four areas okay that I would put whatever it is whatever income producing thing I had okay I uh, would put them I divide them up so one bucket was my saving bucket Another bucket was my investment bucket. Another one was my spending bucket. And we all know what that bucket looks like, right? And the other bucket was my giving or my tithing or whatever you want to call it. And remember, tonight is all about understanding the concept and moving through that give as you go and create a flow. So that's what I did was I primed my pump. And those of you who probably have no idea what I'm talking about, their pumps, they prime it. You push it and you push it and you push it until the water comes out. So money is like priming a pump or abundance or wealth or the mindset. So what I would do when I was down and out, basically, and you know, was grounding around for all kinds of things. I mean, I was living with a friend of mine, uh, so I, I did have a place to actually hang my hat. I just didn't have anything else, and uh, I felt very, very um, useless. So, and, and I had a good why. I had my two-and-a-half-year-old son. So everything was, he, I did everything for him. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go the route that I went by losing everything and having to start all over, but no matter where you're at in your process, no matter where you're at in your flow, just remember that 
the way that I jump-started it and kept priming my pump is I would give. I would give my way to prosperity. And what I mean by that is, for instance, there I was trying to make ends meet, and somebody would need a dollar for something. So I would, I would have a dollar. So I said, okay, here, here's a dollar. So I would give whatever I had that I felt I could give. Even if I felt like I couldn't give it, I gave it anyway, and I gave it free. In other words, there's no strings attached. And what that did for me is it put me in a totally different frame of mind, and it made me feel good about what I was doing because I felt abundant. I felt for that moment... I felt like I could offer something to the world and I wasn't useless. I could give somebody something that they didn't have or maybe they needed. And so it shifted my whole feeling place around, wow, I'm abundant and I'm useful and I'm actually, you know, helping somebody do something that maybe they, and maybe they needed it, maybe they didn't. But that wasn't my concern. My concern was, how did I feel? And I didn't give it as a lot of people will do. They'll say, well, I know it's all coming back. I'm going to give this because I know it will come back to me in some way. Yes, that can be certainly a concept that you can live by. But there's, it's, a little tricky, it's a little tricky. For me, it, was, it can be I, I don't want to give it with the intention or the attachment that I'm going to do this in order for me to be abundant. What I did and what I do is I give to people. And that, with no strings attached, with nothing that um, I'm not asking for anything in return, and if I give cash, it's not like I'm saying to the universe or God or to anybody else, saying, hey, um, you know, look what I did, now I deserve it back. Because you can get you can get a little bit trapped in that whole philosophy of hey hey I give and give and give when is it going to be my turn why isn't it coming back to me so if you keep asking why is it not coming back to me then of course that's what you're focusing on that is not coming back to you therefore you're going to create more of that so it's a fine line to walk so if you're going to give something to someone, whether it be your time, your energy, your love, your money, it's all energy anyway. So when you give, you give from the point of wonder, from the point of joy, from the point of this is shifting how I feel about me. And so you allow the universe just to kind of have that. And Yes, indeed, of course, the bigger picture is perhaps you're going to get things, uh, it all, what goes around comes around. All of those philosophies seem to, to make sense. However, when you're doing the actual giving, please do it from the place of I'm really helping this person or I'm feeling more abundant or I'm choosing to uh, create a flow and it's all making me feel better. Okay, so when you tithe or you give, you feel more abundant. You want to give to people or things or organizations or um, different 
places or however you want to do it, it's got to make your heart sing. And it doesn't have to be the specific, I know that tithing, sometimes people call 10%. It doesn't have to be that. Even, and what I've taught my son is, look, even if it's just a little bit, you give a little, save a little, invest a little, spend a little. Or now I'm telling him, save a lot, give a lot, invest a lot, spend a lot. (laughs) So wherever you want to go with that. But uh, I've taught him, and hopefully this will help you with your buckets, Those are the four buckets to use, saving, giving, investing, and spending. And I'm going to break that down for you so you know what I'm talking about and my definition of what that is. So saving, a bucket of saving, whatever, let's say that you make, let's keep it really easy, $1,000. You make $1,000 a month, okay? So let's say that I put... $200 into savings. Now, savings means that I don't touch it. I live off the interest. Don't ever touch the principal. Savings means you have a savings account. I'm not talking about putting money into the bank because we all know, especially in the U.S. or anywhere really, that's not the best place as far as interest. Now, Einstein, remember, said compound interest is the greatest invention of mankind. I think he was kidding, but he said it's a powerful force, definitely a powerful force to have. So if you find uh, an account, it can be a savings account in a uh, money market, or you can uh, put it in just something that earns interest, okay, and hopefully as much interest as possible. But the deal is don't use the principal. Just put it away. Get into the habit, remember what I said, consistent action. So every month, no matter what you make, whether it be 10%, 1%, 5 you decide. You put a percentage of whatever you make into a savings vehicle and don't touch it. It's not there. And this kind of goes along with one of the other tools I give people in the Essence of Abundance classes that I teach is you put a $100 bill in your pocket or in your wallet or in your purse and you have a $100 bill, and that $100 bill, you never use it. It's just always with you. So by having that, it's just a fun little game to play with yourself, to say, you know what, I could buy that. I could buy that. I could buy that. I could I could choose to ha- spend it there. I have. A, I could do that. You don't spend it. You just have it. So it, it it allows that feeling place, I'm going back to that crazy feeling place of, you know what, I'm not totally broke or I'm not destitute or maybe you're maybe you're already a millionaire, that's fine too. But if you have if you want to go to the next step or the next level, then that's a way to do it is you always have something with you so that you never feel like you're without. So if that goes along with the same kind of thought about saving you always have it don't use it okay and that's a tough one for some people they say well why have it if i can't use it well you live off the interest eventually okay and you always want to have um, three months or to four months some people say four of living expenses in other words if you something happened you have at least four months cushion in your savings Okay, that's a savings bucket. 
then you have an investment bucket. Now, the investment bucket's different than the savings bucket. The investment bucket is what you can play with. There's your multiple stream of income, which I'm going to get to in a minute about the bathtub theory, okay? But you have an investment bucket where you will use that cash or use you put a little bit of whatever you make into that segment, into that account, into that bucket, whatever you want to call it, and you use that to invest. Now, you can invest in people. You can invest in business. You can invest in projects. You can invest in real estate. You can invest in stocks and bonds and all those things. Something that will give you a return is an investment. Okay? So you basically can build that up. So let's say even if it's a dollar or a hundred or whatever it is every month you put into that account, then you have it building so that if you feel um, – feel drawn to investing in something or somebody or um, some event, let's say, then you know that you can because you're going to be building on it. Because how many times, I don't know about you, but this has happened to me, how many times have I let an opportunity pass me by that I thought, you know, (laughs) if only I had whatever the amount I needed, then I could have gone into this deal and, wow, look at what's happened from it. And I didn't have it. I didn't have it to give. I didn't have it to spend. So there's a saying about that. It's dig well, dig your well deep before you need to drink it. Because you want to come out of choice, not desperation. So by having an investment strategy or just even an investment bucket or account it helps you dig your well deep before you need to drink it so that you can come out of choice when things come by you when you have an opportunity you know so many missed opportunities have happened for me uh that um it's you know you look at you look back and you go i shoulda woulda coulda so, again, going back to consistent action, and these four buckets can keep you focused on that consistent action. So you have your investment bucket, and it's okay to be in debt. You can have good debt and bad debt. And I didn't understand that for a while, but there's such a thing as good debt and bad debt. If you have bad debt, that makes you feel bad. That makes you feel guilty. A lot of people... If you're in debt, okay, it brings up, it makes you feel icky. It makes you feel, I don't know about, maybe it doesn't, but for most people, uh, you feel bad about it and you start beating yourself up because it feels oppressive and it feels heavy and it's hard to move and create and thrive and uh, be happy and choose life and choose another path when you're beaten down. So when you're guilty, when you're feeling guilty about being in debt, remember guilt demands punishment. You're either guilty or innocent. So if you're feeling guilty, you are going to create things or things are going to come to you that are going to punish you. So you'll either self-sabotage yourself and we, I think most of us know what that means. 
we're going to self-sabotage ourselves or we're going to create some somebody to do that to us, okay, so that we basically will feel guilty and we're getting punished. So the bad debt is things that basically do not... Um, do not make you earn your in-, in other words, like if you buy a car, that's bad debt. Okay? Um, meaning that uh, if you have credit card debt or uh, if you have debt that's basically not going to pay anything back to you, that's considered bad debt. Good debt is something that you're, you're basically, it's, re- it's giving you a, re- a return. Even though you have debt, I mean, the, of course, the classic is real estate. You can have a mortgage. It's a very small amount of money, but you have this debt, but you could sell it, and it would, could create more than what you had in the first place. I mean, that's your classic good debt kind of um, scenario. Okay, so but if you have a lot of bad debt where it's not putting money in your pocket, then you could feel guilty about that, and that is going to really affect your choices that you make. Okay, so I'm going to get back to the bathtub theory in just a minute. I just want to finish the buckets, and then we're going to go. I want to have you write down some things about the go as you flow. I want you to see what's inside your your unconscious belief systems around giving, okay? So that's your investment bucket. And I'm going through these very quickly, I know, but I I teach Essence of Abundance about all of this, uh, go into depth about it, and then, of course, Essence of Being covers um, the entire thing. So, um, But I wanted to give you some specifics you can work with until next time. So the tithing or the giving bucket, remember what I said? It has to make your heart sing. So consistent action is the key. See, God or the universe, they it doesn't need to receive anything, okay? Humans need to give. Human beings need to give, okay? But the universe really doesn't need to receive, if you can allow receiving in your life, then that unblocks so many things. It's really unblock. It unblocks that dam you might have that's creating that's not creating a flow for you. And I know some of you have heard this before that not receiving is spiritually inappropriate. It's socially acceptable to not receive. However. It's spiritually inappropriate because the universe, God, great spirit, energy, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't need anything from you, okay? So it's spiritually, if you want to call it spirit, it's spiritually inappropriate to not receive. So those of you who are graduates who haven't taken Passionate Manifestation, which is coming up... (laughs) Uh, that's we we have a whole day of receiving of learning how to receive and opening that up. So that is key when you are trying to create a flow. It's a give you give give give, but you have to learn how to receive because if you don't receive, you're blocking that flow. 
either way, whether you don't give it or don't receive it, it's blocking you. You know, Rockefeller gave away 10% first. He had all that income coming in, and he gave away 10%. That's the first thing he did. So one of the unexpected incomes that comes from giving, uh, I was um, in a an environment, I was working with Robert uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I was working with him out in, uh, I don't remember where we were, Arizona or someplace. No, I don't know. Um, maybe it was Texas. And we were working on something, and I said I, I wanted to have unexpected income. And I was open to receiving that, unexpected income. So I did an unexpected income kind of strategy where I would, every day, I would say, I'm choosing unexpected income. It's coming my way. I can't wait till it comes. I know it's coming. And I set that up every day. I said, I'm waiting for my unexpected income. I know it's coming. So what I did is I, I gave to the Special Olympics, for instance. That was one of my, made my heart sing. So I gave money to the Special Olympics. And when I got home from working out west, there was a check waiting for me in my box, and it was from someone that I knew that was in the Special Olympics, actually, that sent me cash that was in my mailbox, which kind of blew me away because I thought that doesn't normally happen when it correlates like that. I mean, it doesn't normally, if I give to to some person or some organization or some foundation or you know that doesn't necessarily come back to me that way okay but that was a direct correlation and it just was in my mailbox when i got home totally unexpected didn't know it was going to happen blew me away and it was it was that instant so that's a real gift you can give yourself to keep saying i'm expecting Unexpected income, <laughs> which is an oxymoron, I know, but you don't just don't know where it's going to come from, and it's kind of exciting, you know. Make it, just let it fill your juices up, and so when you give money or you give somebody something that that they don't have or that they could use that you have, it really can help set you free of all the encumbrances you may have had where you felt heavy. And you felt useless, and you felt like things just weren't weren't working out exactly the way you wanted to. So it really does shift your feeling place and your dynamic about how you feel about yourself. And as I teach always, the most powerful force we have is what we say to ourselves and believe. It comes from within. It comes from within knowing that we are important and that we do make a difference. And it makes you feel good to know that, right? So those are the four buckets. Um, Give, save, invest, spend. I'm not going to even talk about spending. We all know how to do that. So what I'd like for us to do is to do a little bit of um, what I call stream of consciousness writing where... You just can either write about it or think about it. Maybe you're driving, 
but think about it or write this down uh, so you can kind of maybe have some ahas about some fears you might have around money and about abundance and also what you may have learned from your parents because I do a lot of work with uh, belief systems. And sometimes our belief systems are not ours. We take them on because that's what we grew up with. Okay? So, um, and then I'll get back to the bathtub faucet theory because it's a powerful um, a powerful uh, demonstration of how to create multiple streams of income. Okay? Okay. So, if you, what this means by stream of consciousness writing is you just don't let your mind figure it out or try to edit what you want to say you just write down the first things that come up or just think about the first things that come up and you keep writing and you'll have some ahas okay so the first one i want you to just uh it's it's basically you're going to fill in the blank you're going to uh i'm going to say a statement and you're going to finish it okay so this will be, I'll give you a few, like a minute in between each one of these so you can kind of feel your way through this. Okay. My fear of receiving money is, my fear of receiving money is, and just start writing or thinking. Finish up on what your thoughts are about that. And another one would be, my fear of having money is, and again, you can be a bazillionaire and you might want to go to the next level, okay? So this would be appropriate you as well. My fear of having money is
finish up on that one. And then the last one is my fear of giving money is. My fear of giving money is. Finish up on the one you're on. And then there's one more piece I want to add here for you to really go to. And it is about your parents. What I learned about money from my parents are, and you can do them separately if you want or put them together. What I learned about money from my parents are, Finish up on that. And the first thing I want you to notice is, is there a pattern? Is there a theme? And then I want you to notice what you learned from your parents. Does it feel similar to what you believe now or to what you wrote down as your fears.
So, does anybody want to share anything about that? Anybody have any ahas or correlations or thoughts about any of that? I do, actually. This is Julie. Hi, Julie. I have a a reoccurring theme that continually, like, for some reason I can still not get rid of it. Um, And it's pretty much that I'm going to run out and that Ah. you have to work hard in order to make it. So it's it's always this I'm going to run out theme. Mm -hmm. And where did you learn that from? Um, I don't know. Did you hear that? Was that an energy that you heard or or felt or lived from childhood? I know that there was definitely, like, I I never had a struggle, per se, like I always had, but it was not an easy, um, I could could hear, like, my parents arguing, or I could see that they were, like, struggling at times, Mm -hmm. Um, and... So you have to work hard. So that is that that did they work hard? My dad did and then he ended up going into some depression over it. Right. So at some level he definitely had a harder time because he, I'm sure he felt that pressure of having to take care of his family. Right. And I tend to have the exact same pressure and responsibility that I need to take care of everybody. Mhm. And that's what I'm actually bringing. Well, that's the exact uh experience that I'm actually having. My husband works, but he doesn't make any money. So um, it seems like it's constant me having to figure out a solution, no matter how much I let go or do all the, you know, things you learn about. Um, it's that constant fear that, you know, I'm going to run out. Yeah. I'm not going to have enough. Right. Not having enough. And so that certainly, that fear of not having enough, whether it comes from, certainly we learn, it's a learned belief that you've taken on and your belief is that you have to work hard because your dad did, and but you got to see what happened to him when he worked hard, so you have this catch-22, right, mm-hmm. feeling about that. And the fact that there's not enough or afraid there's not going to be enough, it keeps you working hard. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. And it gets really tiring. And if you're in constant fear that there's not going to be enough, okay, what are you focusing on? The not enough? Or Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an underlying belief, like a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. Even though I'll do the affirmation of, you know, everything always works out or I'm open and receptive to receiving. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've been doing a lot of that kind of work. But uh-huh. um, and I've even done an exercise where I've written down similar things to what I just wrote down. And the same things, even if I sit, I sit here and try to think harder, is there something else that I'm missing? Um, but it's the same exact theme, and I'll rip it up, and I'll be like, okay, we're done with that. <laughs> Moving right. on. Moving um, on. Right. <laughs> wearing its ugly head, huh? Right, and, you know, it's funny because I feel like I do give as I go, not as much as I would like to partially because I think I'm going to not have enough to do for the basic necessities of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch my husband. He's the biggest giver. He would give the shirt off his back. He's that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't get anything in return. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So you get to you you have had evidence in your life through through your parents that you have to work hard, and it's a burden to hold that, and that the fear that there's not going to be enough. So you're on this perpetual hamster wheel, and then you got to see your dad go into depression about that. So that even adds to the pressure, and then you get to look at. Um, uh, what you're doing is you're living in the future when you think about there's not enough or there may not be enough or it's going to run out. Uh, that's absolute future thinking. So you are constantly choosing your focus to look at the fear. There may not be enough. Uh, you know, I know you're doing the work. It sounds like you are, you know, wanting to really consciously choose differently, but you're right. It's an underlying belief that keeps running you, and, and unfortunately, in, that, in this case, that informs every decision you make. That informs also the resentment that you might have, because that's kind of what I hear, the fact that you're the one having to do it, and then it's a lot of stress on you, and it just seemingly is can bring up fear that there, what, what if there's not enough? You do have a family, and you... Um, you want to know when is it going to be my turn too? When can I just have it flow to me as well? Exactly. Yeah. So um, again, that's future thinking. So, hon, you know, you're doing all the right things as far as your conscious. You know, I'm doing affirmations. Here's a good one for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. I am enough. You do enough, you are enough, you're creating enough, you are enough. And it's trust and allow and don't ask how. You got to see firsthand how it can tear tear a person apart to have that type of um, stress and burden. Mhm. So, trust and allow and don't ask how means that if you say to yourself, I am enough and you know what? I choose to be present. I I have enough. I am enough. And I trust that I will always have enough. That's the big key for you. And that gets you out of your future thinking. Because as long as you're looking into the future, which I, I know is tough sometimes them. when you're a mother you're and, just, you know, you're, 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 I didn't unpack it. you're always looking at the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, and it's the responsibility aspect of it, too, right. that a lot on, on the weight of, of me. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. I feel it. So my my offer to you is to allow yourself to be present as much as possible and just try that one on honey is I am enough okay and focus on you know what I am enough for today and that's what happened to me because I gave even though I didn't feel like I was going to have enough I gave it anyway right now, and then you get to see your husband who gives all the time, and, and from your point of view, what you're looking at, that he gives the shirt off his back, and he, he doesn't get anything back in return, and so he's, so you get to see also that doesn't work either. So you've got a lot of evidence around mm-hmm. you 
that have that you've lived with for a long time. So now it's time to find new evidence. Find That's a good new point. evidence <laughs> that I'm enough. Find new evidence that life can be easy and that I'm going to be present today, this moment. And that is going to take consistent action on your part, hon. Every day you look in the mirror, I am enough. Today, I'm going to be grateful for everything that I have and who I am. And I will trust and allow and don't ask how it's coming. I don't know, but I know it's coming somewhere from somehow. It's a huge trust fall to let go of that responsibility piece in in a way that um, won't make you even more fearful. Yeah. So you're not missing anything. You just I am enough. And I and I, I get it that it's coming from all sides from your past and your present. So you live in your future. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely does. I mean, I, every time I try to do this exercise, I come up with the exact same answer. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I know exactly what it is, and I think okay. I'm just, uh, you know, well, I, I see the proof. It all, so. What's holding it, hun, is your is your your thinking of the future. You're in the future, uh, around that, but it's an emotional attachment of I'm, I'm you know, basically of not being enough. Mm. That's what I feel. Okay. And the kind of work that we do in our classes and our programs is we get to that core of that I'm not enough, okay, and we move through that on an emotional, spiritual, all different levels. So you can do mind work like we're doing here all day long, but if you don't go to that emotional uh, attachment that you have around that, then you you can stay stuck in that. Right. Okay. So yep. I highly encourage you to come to any of our live events, of course, you know, that mm-hmm. to to help propel people through. However, hopefully just by saying I'm enough will help. And focusing on just today. You know, I have enough food today, I have enough clothes today, I have enough and I am enough. I'm doing enough. And I'm gonna trust and allow and don't ask how. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, good. Thank you. So you're welcome. So that's a good example of how our belief systems from our past and our families and what we're living now, how it informs every choice that we make. And it's it's great that if you do the work that we do together uh, and you find out all of these things, you identify what are those beliefs that are limiting you, and blocking you from your flow, the next step, of course, is to um, release that block, okay? So obviously any of the workshops that we do or programs that we do, that's that's our main goal is to help people really go wherever they need to go to release that. So I want to talk about the bathtub theory uh, it's not even a theory. It's another way of allowing yourself to maybe be more present because as we're talking about our past and our present and our future, 
you know, it's really difficult to be happy in the future. In other words, if you're not present in the moment, you know, it's kind of hard just to, I know it sounds really trite, but, you know, smell the roses. And when I was living in that car, let me tell you, I had a lot of evidence. I had a lot of evidence that th- that things just weren't working out. So I chose to focus on what was working. And I chose to give no matter what because it made me feel good. And I primed the pump. You know, it may take a little bit, but you don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on priming that pump. Don't give up. Don't give up before the miracle. You know, take that next step. It's really having trusting and allowing that you're going to be taken care of and that all is going to work out, and it does. It may not be on your time, and it may not be the way you want it, but you can probably look at most of your life somewhere in your life in the past where that's been true, where you thought things were just not working out, and then all of a sudden something happens, and in hindsight, Everything had to happen the way it did, or you wouldn't be in the place you're in. Okay. So the bathtub. The bathtub, the faucet, for most people, how they create income and create cash and create streams of income is they look at their one income stream. That's their faucet. So you're turning on your faucet, and that's typically your job or your business. So that's your faucet. So people think, well, if I have a bigger faucet, I'll get more water coming through it, and I can fill up my bathtub faster. So unfortunately, what happens is when you start filling up your bathtub faster, you say, oh, I've got to work harder, or I've got to make more money, I've got to go to, you know, create, change jobs, I've got to do another business. I've got to shut everything down and start all over or whatever. You look at that one faucet like that's it. So the if you think about your income as a bathtub and the faucet can actually widen, in other words, you don't have just a job or a business, you can have multiple streams coming in. And those are the passive passive investments, the passive income. I'm not talking about having 20 businesses where you run yourself ragged. Been there, done that. Still kind of doing that myself. But widening that faucet, creating passive income where it works for you, your money works for you, you are the employer. You're not working for money. Your money's working for you. It is your employee. So if you allow your money, which is just energy, if you allow it to work for you, instead of you working so hard for it, it'll shift your whole dynamic about cash. So not only do you widen the faucet, 
so that it comes in faster and you have more water coming in, more income coming in without you having to work harder. You have to also fix your leaks because, unfortunately, many people, even though they think, oh, I'll get a different job and now I'll make more money or I'll get more in business and that will create more income, you haven't fixed any of the leaks in the bathtub. It just goes right back out again. So not only do you have to widen your faucet with different streams to make it a faster, more flourishing stream, you also have to fix any leaks that you might have in the tub because spending can be a leak. And it goes right out the drain. So you've got to fix, you've got to look at where am I leaking? Where's my bathtub leaking? All my spending that I'm doing. I've got to reduce the drain. In other words, you're draining yourself. <laughs> you work harder and then it goes away, and then you work even harder and it goes away. You work even harder and it goes away. So it, it's, it's a never-ending cycle. So I'm going to give you an assignment on some money leaking so you can see where are, where, is my, where are my leaks? Where am I leaking money so you can fix your bathtub? So that you've got it, it's a two-pronged approach. You've got money coming in, income coming in, and remember, creating passive income where your money's working for you. That's your investments. Network marketing is a good tool. Uh, real estate is a good tool. Um, in uh, doing, uh, having a business, investing in other people's business, royalties. Stocks and bonds, things that will produce an income for you that is making money without you having to do it. Okay? Thinking outside the box. Give yourself permission to go outside the box to widen your faucet. Now, here is the assignment about your money leaks. If you choose to do this, you're gonna, it's going to be very interesting, I'm sure, for many of you. Okay, so for two weeks, just for just for giggles, for two weeks, carry a notepad around with you or, or in your phone, put your notes in your phone, and keep track of every penny you spend. Divide it into three columns, cash, check, and credit cards. Or Bitcoin, no, I'm kidding. Cash, check, or credit cards. So what you want to do, just just for fun, and make it a fun thing. Don't make it a, tr- oh, my God, I don't want to do this. Make it fun, okay? It's a game. You're playing the money game. Just note each expense, no matter how small it is. Stick of gum, tank of gas, which is not small. During the two weeks, pay attention to whether you're leaking money or not, okay? And what I mean by leaking, it means to permit an expenditure to occur without conscious regard. Meaning, I'll say it again, a leak means to permit an expenditure to occur without conscious regard. In other words, you are unconsciously spending money. And you'll be surprised how many times we do that. So if you commit 
to doing this exercise to find out where is my money leaking. Again, you put cash, check, or charge. You put just for two weeks, do it. That's it. 14 days. Just pay attention. Where did I spend my cash today? Where did I spend a credit card? Did I write a check for this? Where is it going? And so after the two weeks are finished, ask yourself, when did I go unconscious about spending money? When did I go unconscious? Was it, What time of day was it? Was I in a particular mood? Can you notice and identify, wow, I had no idea I spent that much today. What was going on with me today? Is it a certain time of day every day that I do that? On what items do I spend unconsciously? What am I spending unconsciously? What is there a certain kind of item that I do that I spend? Are they items that I really want at the time I buy them, or do am I just unconsciously buying them? And do I get my money's worth out of them, or do I just let them lie around unused? A lot of times people will spend money to avoid pain. Think about it. When you're in pain about whatever it is, you'll go out and uh, go out and eat or go buy a new dress or go buy some candy or go buy something. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to feel it. I just want to avoid the pain. This will help you uh, really get clarity around where you're unconscious, around money. And it will help you fix your leaks. So ask yourself, if I fix my money leaks, what will happen to the time I use to earn it? Will I have more time in my life? Is it is it possible for me to work less or smarter and have more of what I truly want? That's the goal. So... I hope that this helps you with some tools that you can use to get down into some of the nitty-gritty about what your belief systems are. And uh, those of you who are regulars that keep coming to my Power Hour, I'd love to hear. Or you just shoot me an email, burge at essenceofbeing.com. Keep me informed about how your progress is going because I'm curious as to what you come up with. And... Those of you who, of course, uh, have not seen my videos, you get those four free videos. Remember to text 96000, and you may have gotten them already, but you you text 96000, and you put in the message, you put Burge, B-U-R-G-E, and you'll get four free videos from me. And that's just for being on the call. And we are going to be, I'm going to be off doing my graduate level work, Passionate Manifestation. Next weekend I'll be in Atlanta doing that. And the weekend after that I'm speaking in Boca at the Emergent Soul Convention. So you can come see me there. And it's going to be in Boca Raton, July 31st through August 2nd. So I'll be a speaker at that convention. And then I do Passionate Manifestation in Florida, the 7th, 8th, and 9th. And we're actually having an Essence of Being preview August 2nd, a live one with me. 
uh, in Florida as well. So I'm doing my Florida trip, and then I'll be in Canada for the next Essence of Being, uh, August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And then I'm out of the country for a while. So I really, really encourage you to keep working on these calls, come to any of the classes I'm doing. Look on essenceofbeing.com. Check out all of our schedule of events. Or you can go to EOBI, EOBinternational.com. EOBinternational.com has our events internationally there. And next month, I'm going to be speaking again on August 19th, which is a Wednesday. Remember, it's the third Wednesday of every month, August 19th. And my topic is going to be self-worth, how to allow others to love and support me, my self-worth. How could I allow that? Okay? So that's going to be very special to my heart because that's something I choose to practice every day. And I want all of you to know that what you focus on expands, and I am so thrilled that you took out time for yourself. You invested in your moments of time. It's precious to be with us together to create something even better than what we have by ourselves. And it takes a community. And I'm thrilled that we have Florida in the house and Georgia in the house and Jersey in the house. And I don't know if other um, states yet or other countries, but if you're listening on the call, I have got it recorded, and we'd love to have you join us live so I can work with you like I just did with Julie. So without further ado, I would like to uh, have you guys unmute everything so you can say goodbye and say until we meet again. And hopefully I'll see you in Florida. I'm going to be there a while or in Atlanta um, next weekend at our graduate level, Passionate Manifestation, where we learn how to receive and manifest. So uh, let me hear from everybody. Gene Smith from Melbourne. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.